You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. The Flyers fell apart at the seams on Tuesday night and looked like they were going to let history repeat itself by allowing three goals in the opening five minutes of Thursday night's game before a much-needed AV timeout stabilized things for a bit. The boys were eventually able to find their footing and would go on to rattle off four unanswered goals to beat the Pens in dramatic fashion with the captain tallying two much-much-needed goals. All that and more on this episode of Three Pigeons Puckcast. I'm your host with the most Joe Gazarian, and I gotta say, multitasking a virtual Kygo concert in the Flyers' third period made for a good time. I'm not gonna lie, I enjoyed it thoroughly. So, next time, same thing, Kygo, you're gonna have to climb that mountain again, and uh, Flyers are gonna either come back in the third. I can't, I can't get over the fact that you just get an email <laughs> at four o'clock, and you're like, oh. I have a virtual Kygo, a Kygo concert. Listen, I bought those tickets <laughs> months ago, um, and I completely I forgot about it. And they were just, hey, at least they were kind enough to email me, so I didn't waste the 20 bucks. So I'll take it. Yeah, it's kind of like my, uh, my exam. They didn't email <laughs> yeah. me oh, yeah. for my 3 a.m. Kygo exam, cares more about so. me than your educators do, Matt. Is that Kygo yes. concert military time? <laughs> yeah, or? Right. yeah well, did they, they let you know that? Uh, all right. Well, I'm I'm Matt Arenic, and how about Moose Boys? I the Fountain of Youth potentially. I did say one of my preseason predictions was, and I'm probably going to jinx him now, that he'd have a bounce back year, <laughs> plus nine fifteen save percent average on the year. So little known fact, by the way, yeah. the Fountain of Youth is located at Ridley Creek State Park. It's actually right by the first run of bathrooms. <laughs> it's right there. Everybody oh, thinks God. Ponce de Leon had in, in down south, but it's here. Ridley Creek State Park. Help yourself. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Uh, yeah, my favorite thing about Elliot's resurgence is that every goal he lets in is not his fault, <laughs> whereas every goal Carter yes. Hart lets in is, is 100% his fault. We have to make sure to decipher the goals that he allows. <laughs> yeah. No, Els has been great. Um, I'm Mike Zawissa, and I already know that Claude Giroux is my favorite uh, flyer of all time, but when he has games like this, it just solidifies it times a million. I G is just... Now that and she's that a dad, beard. yeah, the beard, beard, the fact the teeth, that he's the a new dad, choppers. he's an old married man. Yeah, it's what what can't you love about G right now? Nah, that was uh, he he was spectacular tonight, and um, that was a hell of a hell of a ride, I guess you could say. Uh, before we get to it, though, real quick, let's hear from our sponsor. Um, you've heard us talk about DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports, and how payday can come every day by entering their contest with huge cash prizes up for grabs. Uh, This week is jam-packed with action ranging from basketball to golf. DraftKings has plenty of ways for you to have a front row seat to all the action. Uh, Making a lineup on DraftKings adds excitement to every night, and it's easy to do. Uh, Draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every moment means more with the DraftKings lineup on the line. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion to users across all sports, and DraftKings is the leader in daily, daily, fantasy, uh, daily fantasy sports, so there's no better place to get in on all the action. Now that you know how to play, download the DraftKings app and sign up using code THPN. 
New users will get a free entry with their first deposit. That's code THPN. Get a free entry with your first deposit only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. All right. Now let's get to the real action. Flyers were, I don't think this is a stretch to say they were humiliated on Tuesday night, uh, losing to the Pens 5-2. to um, They did post a season-high 42 shots. I had to take like a triple check on that because I could not believe they shot the puck that much. Um, but they did 42 times. Um, but a combination of really terrible special teams play and key defensemen committing critical errors really just it was insurmountable for them to come back. Um, I know we don't we don't want to linger too much on this loss, uh, but what were your guys' biggest takeaways from from Tuesday night? I I'll probably be in the minority with this game, but um, I I was annoyed, but I wasn't like bothered necessarily because I the the shot total didn't surprise me because I was as I was watching the game I was like wow they're pretty consistently out shooting the pens and they were getting their chances. They looked dangerous. I thought Jari made a couple of good saves, but I mean, it all came down to that that one stretch in the second period where it was it like three goals, a flurry of three goals right away or something. Right like after that. we scored, yeah. Yeah. it all fell apart. Yeah, right. Yeah, right after. Yeah, right after the Flyers scored, it fell apart, and it was. It wasn't even like the Pens were coming in and just like dominating on the forecheck. They scored on pretty much, pretty much every goal the Pens got that night was on key turnovers and key gaffes by the defense specifically so i even down to even down to the empty netter that they got at the end of the game that was technically against carter hart you know tk couldn't even get the puck in on a on a empty net situation and the the pens were able to just pick it off and fire down the net so i was annoyed um they looked it looked ugly but i was like okay if they come out and just clean up those glaring deficiencies they should fare pretty well against the pens so uh you wouldn't have thought that from the first four minutes of uh of tonight's game though but yeah that it's more or less the issue i had and i, I got over it pretty quick because like mike said i mean we going into that game won't worry like i can't remember the record nine one and one or eight one and one like the majority of our wins coming against any team not named the bruins i should say all uh, so crazy record against non-Bruins-related teams. So obviously you know that that's not going to stand moving forward. The Pens have played better of late, and I didn't anticipate sweeping them in the, se- in the season series. So one of these games is bound to happen. The way it happened was a little frustrating just because the ugly habits we've had to start the season were the reason we lost the game. Outside of the turnover from from Ghost that led to the to the breakaway from Kasperi Kapanen, um, it was just terrible penalty killing, leading to an empty net goal or backdoor wide open net goal, um, and then try to think what was the third goal? Why am I blanking? It was Kapanen. Um... Kapanen had two. You had the first two. I want to say. Yeah, the shorthanded one. He had the power play goal. Yeah, and then what was two. the last one? I can't. I don't even Brian remember Russ that one from Latang. Brian Russ from Latang. Either way, I mean, good takeaways from the game. Joel Farabee continued to stay hot. That top line of JVR Coots. I mean, there's not enough good things you could say about them. Every time they're on the ice, it's 
they're dangerous. I mean, and JBR looks he looks like a different player than last yeah. year. It's so weird. He's he's stronger on the puck. He's stronger on his skates. He's he's forechecking so well. He just seems like an all around smarter player. Such a weird. And not that he didn't play well-ish in his second season compared to his first, but he just looks like a different player, which is a good thing. Um, but yeah, he I mean, that, like, that, sorry, ahead. I was gonna say he he looked like he struggled the most to adapt to AV's system compared to Hackstall, like that. He because a lot of people said Jake was gonna have a hard time getting used to it. I think JVR fought the most with it, um, and I mean. It, he's putting it together now at least so yeah i mean jake's another one last night it was one of those games where he looked good he was moving the puck well but then when it came down to like actually making the play or shooting the puck he i mean he we know he won't shoot the puck that's just i think that's just one of the one of those deadly sins from the czech republic is shooting the puck <laughs> he just won't do it but um yeah, I don't think there's many takeaways from that game outside of the fact that the special teams just continues to struggle, partially probably due to coaching, partially due to execution, and then just the defensive gas in front were tough to watch. I mean, Ghost had the one man in front. Provy, he struggled a little bit last night as well, or the other night, but I don't know. I don't know what to say. Anything else? What do you think, Joe? No, I, I, I'll just I, – you said it, Matt. For me, the most obs- – like like Mike too. I wasn't really. I wasn't upset. Like I wasn't mad or anything with the loss, but I was very disappointed to see the same reoccurring themes just continue to happen. And now we're a third of the way through the season. It still isn't figured out. Um, so I mean, time is ticking for them to get the special teams right and to kind of just just fix the critical. I would say they were they were getting better uh, before the break. The defense was starting to turn the corner a little bit. That Buffalo series, obviously, two shutouts. Um, you know, that's that's nothing to, to shake a stick at. But it's just, I, I was really disappointed to see the special team struggle like that, and then to see Provorov struggle as much as he did. Um, I, I wouldn't say he has he's had a bad year this year, um, but he's probably, if you asked him, he's probably not paying playing up to the level that he'd like to be. Um, and it's just unfortunate. But hey, hey all players are going to have games like that. Um, I thought he played play, played better this game. Ghost, um, you know, that's an unfortunate pass that led to the goal, but that's what you get with him. He, you know, he brings a lot of he, – he's not a turnover machine per se, but he, he's going to bring you advantages and disadvantages, and you're just going to have to live with that. So um, I thought they both played better uh, Thursday night. I was more impressed. I would like to see Gustafson draw back into the lineup for Haig. Um but um, other than that, nah, I think I think that's pretty much it. I don't think we have to keep talking about game one unless there's something you guys thought of. The uh, I'll say this, um, Mike. I think you said it. Carter Hart played none of. The, he played a fine game Tuesday night. Um, he had some big he, saves. He had some huge yeah, saves. Uh, I, and that's coming from me. Who I should have broke remember, down. Remember, guys, I was I the one broke who, down those goals against. I was the guy on, when he against the Boston on the outdoor game. I was not very happy with him. Yeah. And I'll tell you right now. I mean, I watched that game Tuesday. That game's not on him. I mean, that's just... No. He, he made some, some cute talking, saves and just didn't get his team, for whatever reason, to play in you front had of him. Your, your top pair played, and I think uh, AV said this too, like, you're not going to get many games like that from no. Provorov. You're just not. How many times in Provorov's career have we... I can count on like, one hand. Holy shit, he's a disaster one hand. tonight. Like, e- even this year, he's been... 
below his standard, I, I probably would he's, agree with you, Joe. He's been underwhelming, yeah. Yeah, but, like, underwhelming for Provrov is what? He didn't take the next step to become, like, a true... Elite number one. Number yeah. one defense. Like, yeah, like, he's still playing at, what, a level a number I mean, two, the other thing is like, you play 30 level, minutes so. a night, too. Like, you're going to make mistakes. Yeah. Like, yeah, it, it, that's that's part of why I wasn't super concerned about that game. I mean, what was on the ice was concerning, but I was not concerned that it would linger because it's like, uh, what, two of those goals, three of those goals come from your top pair playing incredibly below their station, and you know that's not gonna that's not gonna hold for multiple games, I guess. So, and it didn't tonight. So. Well, yeah, I think that's a good uh, it's a good point to transition into Thursday night's game. So. Uh, the they the Flyers proved the uh, the keyboard warriors wrong, pulled down an imp- I, I guess you could say improbable come from behind win over the Pens. Four minutes in, they found themselves down three nothing, only to have the captain Claude put the entire team on his back and and, and scale the hills of Pittsburgh or should I say the mountains of Norway with Kygo. Uh Flyers win four three. I really think they needed that. Um, what were your guys' takeaways from from this? This was a real fun one to watch. Um, probably the most fun Flyers game I can remember in the last. Well, I guess there, there were there were some fun ones last year. That there's a good one against Ottawa last year in a couple. But I thought overall this game was a ton of fun to watch after the first five minutes, and then everything else was okay. How much do you think it pained AV to take? My that God, we're going to get to that. Please, <laughs> can, do you want to address that <laughs> I, now I, I or think, later? I think he, yes, yeah, do I now as well, yeah. I think he like must keep a tally of like it's like the Iron Man streak, but how many games yeah. he can go without calling a timeout? Because I have yet to see a coach who's so reluctant. No, so, yeah. Like I know there's there's the strategy behind waiting for a challenge. Yeah, um, yeah. Like there might be a challenge that might cost you the game, and, and that's that's such a lame way to watch the game. I think timeouts can be such a big part of slowing down 100%. momentum. I mean, there isn't fan there isn't fans in the building, so it's maybe somewhat different, but even with fans in the building, he was reluctant to do so. I was, my roommates will tell you, I literally said, I was like, there's no way he calls a timeout because he just doesn't call. And I was shocked to see him do so. And I'm not saying there's a direct correlation, but there's a direct correlation. Mike, do you want to go? (laughs) Yeah, no, I I mean, I thought he would have called it at 2-0. Well, I didn't think Vigneault would have called it a 2-0. He should have called it a 2-0. I agree with you. You, you, said that in the group and when we finally got it at 3-0 i'm glad he did because whatever he said on the bench clearly resonated i mean you could see he did the point yeah he's up like to hey clock, we got all uh, the time in the world yeah peter laviolette yes. peter laviolette yeah exactly just look i think you could literally read his lips he said look how much time is left on the clock like yeah so yeah i mean like it uh yeah i just i wish i wish he would do it more often because it does seem like you know, maybe we, it's like confirmation bias, you know, when a coach calls a timeout and you see it work, you're like, oh my God, it works all the time. I'm sure that plays into it, but for nothing else, the pens were just steamrolling the flyers in the, the opening period. Like you got to slow down the game somehow. So if, yeah. I don't know if we can, I don't know. We'll probably never find it, but it was probably one of the like third or fourth episodes we did um, ever. And I mentioned that I wish AV would take more timeouts. That was my that was a bugaboo I had about him is that he does not take timeouts, and it drives me insane. I I I was screaming at my television after the first goal to take the timeout. <sighs> Honest to God, because the first goal I, I I knew right away they were going to start. You could feel oh, 100 percent the way yeah. it went in. I was like <laughs> I was like call a fucking timeout, call a timeout, call a timeout. 
And my dad is in the kitchen. He's yelling. He's like, who scored? I'm like, not us, clearly. You hear the buzzer going. Um, I was begging, begging AV on my television to, to call a timeout. I knew he wasn't going to. 2 nothing. you have to call that timeout. You still didn't. And I know, Matt, you joked that he has an Iron Man streak. I think he must have a deal with the Flyers where, like, hey, you know, if you end with the season with a surplus of timeouts, we'll pay you more money <laughs> for something, bonus. you know, because – yeah, he gets a bonus. performance bonus for not taking the timeouts. I, I, it, <laughs> because when's the last time we even challenged something? That's what I'm trying to think. Oh, in the playoffs, the playoffs yeah. He was a, he was a mad oh dog counting stuff. Yeah, Every chance playoffs, he got. Playoffs, he would, uh, yeah, he, he would challenge the sun for, uh, for being blue when, instead of fucking orange in the sky. The guy's a fucking nightmare yeah. in the playoffs for the challenges. But <laughs> thank God, some maybe... I don't know. Maybe someone paged him from up top and like, yo, fucking call the timeout. Enough is enough. Uh, but I wrote in the outline, this had major uh, Game 7 vibes from, from Boston in 2010. Same kind of thing. Bruins came out, except they had a full house and were absolutely just destroying the Flyers. Um, same kind of vibe. Calls the timeout. JVR didn't score this time, but um, uh, the captain really led the way. And I thought after that timeout, they were able to find their footing and kind of just kind of go from there. Um, Moose was great. As soon go, as, go ahead, Mike. Take it. No, I'm I, sorry. I didn't no, mean no. to cut you off. But it really did feel like as soon as they killed that penalty, because it could have gotten really Oh, awkward, if that one goes that penalty in, was yeah, right after the yeah. timeout, too. Yeah, so they killed a penalty. Looked pretty good on the kill. L, L's made, like, one solid save on it. Um, on that backdoor pass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But then after that, they... I mean, they really just started putting the work in, and and you could feel. I didn't after they got the first goal. I wasn't like they're going to be able to come back and tie this, but I was like, all right, now they're working. And then they the, the Pens had a good start to the second period, but then from then on, it was. I mean, you could tell that the Penguins were one hundred percent playing not to lose that game, save for maybe. They had a. They had like one really great opportunity. There was the that Malkin, was Malkin one. Yeah, yeah, the Malkin one was good. Elliot made a great save on that. But there was another one. There was a scramble in the crease. The, third period, the beginning of the third. And the puck they, like, drifted along the line or beginning whatever. beginning of the third, they had a little more. Well, they had the power play, and it, they kind of looked a little dangerous there. But other than that, I agree, Mike. I thought they did a, I thought the Flyers did a good job of really asserting the, themselves the rest of the game. Yeah, asserting is, is a good way to put it because that was potentially the most physical I think we've seen the Flyers the entire year. I mean, they, they were playing angry. Couturier sure, put he, he, that shot, uh, the first goal, uh, he was just oh, pissed. Yeah, he just yeah. teed it up. He's like, you know what? Enough's yeah. enough. Well, he well, broke his stick. He broke his stick over the crossbar yeah. like yeah. sec- on the yeah. second or third goal. So he was definitely upset. Um, and yeah, I mean, obviously, he's super physical. Mark Friedman, <laughs> you know, I mean, you guys know I, li- I like him more than our bottom pair defenseman. Mm-hmm. I didn't think we should have lost him. Not going to say he's this unbelievable defenseman. He did score on us tonight, um, but that we little... called that two points in two games. Yeah, we did. By the way, yeah, because yeah. he had yeah. the assist. Um, he also said in his like intermission, I saw a quote on Twitter. It was like something along the lines like Mike go out and get another one. That's what he said after the first. Or <laughs> and something. then Patty sat him down for the night. Uh, reverse hit. You, that, that reminded him, me him of uh, Forsberg uh, was really great at those reverse hits. G yeah. does that too every now and then. Yeah. And even the penalty, I don't even want to get into it. Even the penalty where he quote unquote hit him from behind, that was, was a, little, a little soft. I mean, he hit him from behind, but yeah. he looked like it looked like there was a sniper in the <laughs> arena and just 
took him out in the corner because that was he, that was ridiculous. He took a chomp out of those boards too. He made sure. To... I mean, that's probably why he looked the way he did. He got chomped, yeah, face first in the boards, and then that re- the yeah. reverse Patty hit with just... Patty. That was just all whiplash. He he didn't hit the ice. It just and... his head just was like a bobblehead. It was insane. That was so great too because that. Uh, does he have something, Patrick? Because he went after him three times. I don't know. I he, don't he, know. Yeah, they were well, he was going. It. He was going. In, he was getting into it with um, Raffle and Lots the other night. So I don't know. But yeah, I mean that that hit by Patty, it it almost felt almost it felt like a momentum play to be honest because Patrick throws that huge hit. The Penguins Penguins bench was going nuts. Like they, I don't he know what they wanted on the play. Into his Interference, chest. Maybe. I don't know. But yeah, Friedman was going for the hit. Yeah. So Patrick is allowed to brace for that, and Friedman is like he's what? Not five even three, that. Like, Man, no. If he, Friedman's a right-handed defenseman, he came all the way across yeah. from the right yep. side to make that hit yep. on his offside. So obviously, if you're doing that as a defenseman, like there's some personal motive involved there. Oh yeah. But I mean, ho- hopefully he's not he's not hurt too bad because that looked bad when he got up. Um, I'm glad Patty seemed engaged, at least on the physical side of things. He was good, yeah. kind of trekking back through the middle, still looking for him to turn that corner. Obviously, he was on the fourth line tonight, which I think is a fair, a fair spot to put him. I'm glad AV did that after his decision to sit NAK. I don't think any of us agree with that going no, into he, the last game. He was game. rounding. I know, I know the that form there was recently NAK. Yeah, like he's been playing so solid. I know there had to be someone to come out in order to get TK back into the lineup, who looked good tonight, two posts. Yeah, he did. Um, but I, th- I think, like, Lindblom, Patty, Bunny, like, I think those are more obvious options based on play. Um, if you're going to pull the classic, like, accountability card, I-, I just don't think NAK was the right person. Because tonight he showed unbelievable chemistry with, with G. Yeah. That line yeah. did look well, good. Well, that Lindblom, Lindblom, I can't say it. Lindblom brought it too, and Bunneman did you had th- a good game too. That Lindblom, you don't think Lindblom he, he was good assist, tonight? Didn't I he, 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 pretty, a, he had two. Yeah, he had two <sighs> points, two assists at least. I mean, he was wide open in front and couldn't finish, and G finished for him. I don't want to say like that's uh, something that he did. I mean, I just, I just think his whole body. I think he's gotten a little better, but he's been super underwhelming, like, and rightfully so. I'm not going to say I expect. Yeah, I mean, he's been Some underwhelming, but I, I thought he's looked pretty decent the last, what, since the Buffalo series, and then I thought he was Buffalo, good he looked good. Um, he mm. disappeared the other night, but so did, I don't know, 80% of the team. Uh, I thought he was yeah. better tonight. Um, Patrick... I, I just think NA... Go ahead, go ahead, Matt. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I think NAK, if you're going to pick between the two, I would pick NAK right now. In terms of if you had to sit one, I, I think he's just been... More engaged, more physical. He's been creating more high-danger chances himself. I think Lindblom has been a nice complimentary piece recently on that line. But outside of that, I I haven't NAK seen NAK did not shoot uh, – excuse me. Sorry to barge, Mike. That break – he didn't have a breakaway, but it was – I mean, clear opportunity to throw the puck on net. Instead, he tries a backdoor pass through his legs and through other five people's legs. Infuriating. Sorry. Continue, Mike. No, I just – I don't think it's – I don't think it's realistic, though, for Lindblom to come out of the lineup like 
I, I just I just don't see that happening. Like Lindblom coming. No, I line, I agree. Especially. I don't think they're gonna do that. But yeah, I so don't it, think it's right. It, it comes down to Kubel and Bonneman and in Av's words, he said he didn't want. He wanted to try Patrick at wing, so they weren't gonna take out Bunneman, so they needed to take out a winger. So I'd imagine that Bunneman probably comes out next. Um, would be my guess because Patrick. I mean, it, you don't want Patrick playing fourth line center, but I mean, honestly, you want him playing. He, he, you want him playing, and he can play. You know, I, I thought I, I agree. He was engaged physically tonight, and I thought. So, I don't know. I thought he had looked good though with Hayes and Drew. So, so you, Matt, you want NAK? He, he set up G well. Matt, you want an NAK and Mike, you want Oscar to stay. Obviously, there still has to be one odd man out. For me, it'd be Patrick. I would have taken Patrick out. Honestly, no. I would have sat him. He's not, not gonna, you, you can, they wouldn't you cannot have take, take him out of the lineup. Yeah. I mean, I know they're not going to do that. So, like, that's why I didn't bring up – why I brought him up. But I think – and that's the hardest part. Like, I under, I agree 100% with what Mike's saying. I never expected Limblom or Patty to come out of the lineup for those very reasons is because you're talking about a player you're trying to get back from from a cancer treatment. We know how well he played for us last year. And the only way to get him there is to continue to play him. They, they and just same with reps. Patty. Yeah. You, 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 if you get to the playoffs and they're still invisible and they're whatever, then you know what? You have no, you have no time to worry about getting a guy going or anything like that. That's, that's a different story. All right. But so he's on pace for 15 points. 20, that's what he's on pace for right around there. 15 points for. Okay. I'm, you, you have to play him. You, Joe, like they're, him sitting is not going to do anybody any good. At all, but you could say the same. That that's kind of this is where the accountability thing, which I know is such BS, is it's the taking Myers out of the lineup. It's taking TK out of the lineup for quote unquote bad games. But but then yeah, but they're not coming not, off of a year away from hockey, basically. Like that that that's the thing. You, they can't get better at all. I'm not saying I'm not, not saying playing. I disagree with you. I'm just I think saying I think we're di- Mike and like, I differ is I don't have nearly as long a leash for Patrick as I think you do. I I, I think get, keep playing him. Sure, play him 30 games, 40 games. But I mean, if you get all the way to the playoffs and he's still invisible, have you made moves to to shore up your team or I mean, what's the plan? If he just isn't good in the playoffs, then you're you're not ap- you're not operating at full capacity as a team. That's that's a different story. If if you get through a year and Patrick hasn't found his game by the end of the year, then you're looking at a different thing. Okay, will this kid be able to find his game after a year and a half away from hockey? Is he the kid who we thought he was prior to these injuries? That's the that's that's a different conversation, though, than, okay, should he even be playing right now? He should absolutely be playing right now because that's the only way that you're going to get a chance of him to, to round back into form. If you sit him for, what, Connor Bonneman over the next, like, 20 games, like... That does nobody good. Any good he's, whatsoever. He, he's I mean, got a... Uh, I'm sure the Flyers are... I don't think they're going to cut bait with him or anything, but, I mean, if you if you can find someone to tell me that Nolan Patrick has lived up to his pedigree, even before the injury, before the migraine disorder... No one would say that he I, There does. are a lot of people that would I, say that he's, he's I been think pretty he, good. No, think, no one would say that he lived There are a lot of Flyers I defenders this, then. There's a lot of Nolan Patrick defenders they're Nolan Patrick defense. That's different than yeah, saying like, that he's been lived up to the pedigree of a number two overall right, so, pick. I mean, so I say, so hang on, Mike. Say he gets fifteen points. Say he gets twenty points this in this shortened season. Looks kind of middling. Do you go into next year and and, and bring him back? 
or do you try and add someone else? I mean, you you pro you probably do bring him back, but if you, I mean, that doesn't mean he's a non-movable asset or something. I mean, like that. what are you going to get a, a fifth round pick for him? A third round pick? Oh come on, Joe! Do you think I'm you're going to get a second round pick for right him? now? Yes, people give second round people give high picks for washed up first also, round picks all the time. I don't even think that's a conversation. A fifth round pick to to have right now because there's no way we're going to trade him. Yeah, despite yeah. despite whatever he does this year, I think, in my opinion, I'd rather – the biggest thing is even if he doesn't have a great year, he's a cost-control second overall pick mm-hmm. who's still early in his career who can still bud. My only issue I've had with him has really just been on the offense inside of the ice is just he hasn't shown those flashes that we've seen in the first two seasons of high-end skill – the between-the-legs goal, that unbelievable goal against the Montreal Canadiens. You just want to see some flashes every now and again. And we kind of talked yeah. about it in previous episodes. He's been a perimeter player. Even though, he, I guess, the last two games he's been more physically engaged. You just like him to be shooting more and a lot of things. He just, I think someone posted about it on Twitter that he was like 10-plus games without a shot. Like That yeah. just can't be a thing. Yeah. Like You I can't think- be on the second line and have no shots over 10 games like that's I think he's I think he's in a tough spot and he's trying to find honestly just trying to find the legs of the game again and then from there he'll hopefully find those like you're saying Matt the shot when to shoot when to get it on when to pounce like I I mean the the team's just going to be patient with him that's just the way it is there's yeah and there's no reason to not be honestly like he's a second overall pick it's not like we saw what happened with Goots I agree uh, yeah, I mean, he, I agree with both of you. I, I'm frustrated that he hasn't shown more, especially because I thought he pre- started pretty well. He had five points yeah, pretty early yeah. on in the. I think he had all of his points. <laughs> that that, first, that like, was what? it. Yeah, I mean, he started out hot, and then I'm I, I'm not saying that he's been like good or anything. Like that's, but that's a different conversation. Like you're if you're judging like if you're saying Nolan Patrick needs to be held to the same standard as. I don't know, another guy on the team and that he should be just as susceptible to being benched as any of these other guys. I just flat out disagree because that's not, you're not grading him. You're just, for lack of a better word, like you're not grading him on by that same rubric as so other players. Same thing with Lindblom. So is Lindblom. Uh, yeah, for, for right now, he and Lindblom are because they yeah. haven't played, I mean, Patrick hasn't played hockey in two years or whatever it is. Yeah. Like, no, we'll see. And to think this all started for me complaining about NAK getting, <laughs> yeah, getting, I can't believe uh, that. getting a scratch. But I think a big, big thing to keep an eye on Myers leaving the game late, taking yeah. a high yeah. late hit from some no I would like to see loser. someone respond there. And again, this team doesn't. That's do what it. I was going to say they in the group chat. It. I didn't even. I, I didn't. That even was. See the play. It was. It was. He, it was when yeah. he came down on Left his uh, on his strong side. And oh, he took yeah, a yeah, yeah. he took a shot, and then that Angelo, whoever. I don't the hell think he got is, another minute of yeah. ice time. He yeah, he hit him high and late. I'm pretty sure Raffles saw it. And I agree with Joe. That's the one thing that does bother me. Like, I'm not telling you to take a penalty, but if you watch, well, I remember, I think remember Lindblom. I think someone you said or like just Lindblom when he's getting checked in the head. Yeah, and they did the Lindblom nothing. hit. Yeah, they're just there's a, there's a softness to this team that someone. By the name of Matthias Ekholm, maybe <laughs> add a little a little grit to the lineup. No, but when, I agree. when the team goes out and gets Matt Martin to address that need, I don't want to hear anything. Uh, Remember, they almost uh, they almost Jesus. signed him. Maddie, they almost signed Matt Martin. Matty Martin scored from below the, the goal yeah, line. Yeah, I saw that year. tonight. 
the perfect angle. He shot off the dude's helmet. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, like Joe said, I, that's just an instance where it's like anyone takes a late run at any player, especially yeah. Limblom, you should be kind of, I don't know, rubbing your glove in his face. Something, I mean, I was thinking anything, more but, someone just stand up and fight him. But, you know, hockey is the only sport on earth where you're that. allowed to fight somebody and you both just serve five minutes. Unless you get the stupid instigator, well, Angel- which, you know, I, I hate that penalty. I hate the instigator penalty, but, you know. When was the last time they've called that? I don't know. But the Flyers have only had one fight the entire year, which, I, I listen, I'm not saying go back to the dark ages because I don't think that works. But at the same time, you know. Who had our uh, fight? NAK yeah. got his NAK. lunch fed to him by somebody. Yeah. Um, it's situational, though, too. When did, oh, that's what he did, yeah. When did, uh, when did Myers go down? When did that happen? Second period, Second towards period. the end, middle. Okay. All right. I mean. So I was going to say, I, it, yeah. Sometimes, to me, sometimes it's situational. I agree. Like, you got to weigh, all right, is it worth giving the Pens a power play? Well, I'm not yeah, saying you but, have to give him a power play, but it was after the whistle. Like, well, you can skate by and like sure. grip him up or something. Yeah. That's Instead, not you a penalty. You, yeah. Matt, you said keyboard warriors in the uh, in the uh, outline. That's what the Flyers' bench is. It's just a bunch of keyboard warriors. Because when he skates by the bench, they were <laughs> chatting him up, but no one did anything. I mean, he that was it. He got he got chirped when he was skating by the bench, and then, like I said, I don't remember seeing very much of him after that. But um, the Flyers are it's, it's a little little annoying to me that it seems to be I, I don't know i don't know where this has come from maybe losing simmons really lost that i don't know he he always would be someone to step in and, and make his presence known whether it was a fight or a hit but um i don't want to take a penalty either like you said mike it has to be situationally correct you know they're they're trying to tie the game maybe a fight doesn't make sense there but i don't know Sam Rand's playing defense Bring again. Bring him back. Put him in there hey, for Hey, well, well, yeah, I mean, well, I guess Gus will draw back into the lineup, right, With if Myers is actually going to be hurt. So my my dream of Moran will continue to be put on the back burner. Yeah. Anything else we want to touch on game two before we wrap up? That's a uh, – I, I don't want to keep jumping. I feel like – Flyers fans in general and us too on this podcast keep jumping on and off of like, oh, I think the team's rounded the corner. And then like two <laughs> games later, we're like, mm, maybe not. And then a game later, we're like, no, I don't know. But I think this is one of those wins that should help the locker room. At the very least, should help the locker room. This should be like one of those things. Character like, right, wins. We can, well, yeah, it's a character win. It's like a season... Not like season-defining win, but it's one of those wins along the way. You look back, like I'm sure. There, how many games can we look back from last year and be like, "Oh yeah, that was a huge game early on." Those in the Columbus oh, yeah, that, games, yeah. yeah, Columbus games, the 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 back-to-back Washington games late in the season, like, well, yeah. So this this could be one of those wins if the team, you know, if the team winds up having a nice a nice. Year. I don't think they so. know what their identity is yet, and until they find it, that's when I'll be happy that they I don't think they're I I don't think they're there yet I think it's going to be more games till they figure it out because I think they started to figure out before COVID and then they got sidelined for two weeks and they lost all momentum and all chemistry that they were building that went thrown out the window then they thought they had it against Buffalo that team looked a lot like the team from last year and then you know you have a horrible game so it's going to be more games more games which is fine Um, they just hope they figure it out before the deadline as long as you went along the way yes they just need they just need another piece. I think that's I think that's what will bring the team together is when 
when your goalie can bail you out in bad bad defensive gaffes, then I think that's kind of been the biggest determiner, like determination of whether or not we can continue on playing like a, a good game. Whereas if we let in those weak ones, it's it's kind of like a snowball effect. But do you want to do a real fun thing yeah. before we end? You guys give me your best trade for Matias Ekholm. If you're Chuck Fletcher right now, what are you giving up for Matias Ekholm? All right, I'll give you a couple seconds. I'll um I'll just plot around a little bit. Let's think of what I would give up. I'd probably I want to oh. I want to take back what I said because I I said on Twitter a second and frost, which is a steep that's a price. lot, yeah for. It is a lot. That is a lot. Because I saw some people tossing around some different different things. I was like, oh, my God. I was – well, because I, I don't know what the market's like, like for him, right? I mean, obviously, he's a very good defenseman. If we get into a bidding war, like, it may take something that you don't want to give yeah. up like that. Ideally, we don't have to give up Frost. Um, but I, I can imagine, like, a second and uh, – I don't know. Like, a second and – I think – like a top, I'm trying to think of an offensive. Like Isaac, Ra- Isaac Ratcliffe, maybe. I was thinking Isaac Ratcliffe, but I feel like his his stock has dropped. I'm thinking maybe Jay O'Brien, the former first. Jay O'Brien having a good year. Bu, like I would, I would be willing to give up. I would be willing to lose Morgan Frost in a trade for a defenseman that's clearly going to come in and help solidify. Oh, I would 100 percent defensive well. unit. Yeah, if we can I, give up Jay O'Brien instead. Sure. So, sure. Mike, you there say Warren Frost that he's on your. You'd be open to it. Yeah. If if the if the Preds were like Morgan Frost know, straight up for him, yeah, I would. I'd be in. Morgan that. Frost straight up. I would. I would do I still, that deal. I would do that. I would do Jay O'Brien in a second. I would do that as well. Um, my only on. Unto- I would push oh, the. Ahead, I would push the envelope. If if the Preds come into it, asking for Morgan Frost. I, if I were Chuck Fletcher, I know that this isn't. I know that this wouldn't happen. I'm just saying this is how I would assume this is how GMs operate. I would push the envelope and be like, "All right, like, yeah, sure, like Morgan Frost, it's a fine starting point. Like, you know, what are we talking for Yossi or <laughs> something? Like, I would, I would push, I would steer the conversation. See, I would go, way. I would go, and, and then, well, because then once you walk it yeah. back, and they're like, no, 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 no Yossi's untouchable at home, whatever. Then it's like, then you can just walk the package. Back See, I, I would do. That's what I would hope. I would do, do Frost. I would do Frost a part of a package. I would do like Frost in a first for Granland and Ekholm. Where does like Granland fit though? That's that's yeah. when people bring up like because like Mike mentioned, even though he might be better right now in terms of how he's been playing than like a Limblom or a Bunneman or whatever it might be, like I. Outside of Bunneman, I can't imagine that he fits into a, a different spot in the lineup. Also, I think there's something to be said for, like, wrecking team chemistry. So, like, you know, bringing too many guys only, can, can sometimes backfire on you. Look at the Caps when they brought the in The only Shattenkirk. forward I want from from them is uh, Forsberg. That's the only one I would be like, yeah, this team doesn't really have a player that's like him. My only... Jake, oh. Frost. You probably would have to go, like... It's a, it's Jake a big, and it's, Patrick. It's expensive. You probably have to go Jake, Patrick, and like a first. I don't know, like a defensive prospect. To my only, my only non-negotiables. But the problem is, it's only two years of those those guys. My only non-negotiables for um for a deal acquiring Ekholm from the from the prospect pool. Uh, I'm not dealing Cam York. 
I'm not dealing uh, Bobby Brink, and I'm not dealing uh, the guy we just drafted. What's his name? Forrester. Oh, Those Forrester. three I am not giving up. I forgot about him, Jesus. Everybody yeah, else I mean, is, you know, Zamula is your... in play. Go ahead. I, I will listen on Zamula because he just got injured again, didn't he? Uh, I don't know. He was wheeling last night for he, the Phantoms. He fell awkwardly in the third. No. Um, well. So, yeah, I would listen on Zamula, and the rest of the lineup, Jake would be a tough pill to swallow, but Forsberg does score goals, so um, I would prefer to have that in the playoffs. But interesting times. Maybe they go with someone else. I heard that, um, was it Savard down in Columbus? I hear he might be in play. I like Please, him. You don't I, like him? I, I hope that – I just think that it's such a – That's a very Flyers move to make. The, the, the drop-off is just so steep. From Ekholm to Savard, like I, I mean, I, I definitely would, would prefer Ekholm, but I mean, anything's better than what we're trotting out. Yeah, but like, literally I, anything. Anything. I just better. don't. I mean, Savard is a is a career. <laughs> I mean, he's he's a course I black hole basically. I does he I, make playoff? I, plays? Is he worse than Robert? Does he Egg? make playoff plays? Does he block shots? <laughs> Serious question. Like, is he, like, close to, like, Robert Haig level, like, analytics? Am I, am I yeah, basically. Oh, and am I, willing to pay, am I willing to pay 4.25 for a guy who's only going to play <laughs> deep? Like, he's another. He's one of those guys that just generates defense, in my opinion. Like, I don't – he he eats a lot of minutes, and he he rocks a – he's rocking a 45 course eye this year. Like, I, I know that's All not right. everything, end-all, be-all, but if, if – You've if convinced me. Ekholm's the guy. <laughs> If they can't get Ekholm, Savard is. I think you guys be, are forgetting one option be, like, that's just waiting. Pay pay a, a half a million more for a guy that's <laughs> so much worse. Half the player, would, half a million. Yeah, more half that the would player. that would be the Flyers. You're forgetting move, somebody it else. Braden Coburn can Same be had man. for a third round, to fourth <laughs> no, round. <shut laughs> He Joe's just got called up in the like, taxi squad. Uh, Nolan Patrick for a fifth round. If pick. if you can <laughs> find someone trade, right now to give you a second round pick for Nolan Patrick, I'd be surprised. Joe, if you don't think that teams would that's, be with that's the dumbest, for that, you're at Joe, your I love you, and I've been frustrated by Patrick, but that would be so <laughs> stupid. I, I I would because think about think about our second round picks. Like we strike gold with with uh, Carter Hart, okay, but outside of that, you have Nak. And Carter Hart to Carter Hart should it. be taken in the first. By the way, I mean he should have probably been taken in the first round. Yeah, he should have been in hindsight, but he got taken in the second. My point is, we're batting like Robert Haig was a second round pick. He's terrible. <laughs> like that dude should never. What play about the other uh, Swede, the big guy, the other big defenseman? Hogan? No, Ginning. Oh, Ginning! Oh, Adam Ginning! Jesus, Bring that him was over. one of the worst picks in Hextall history. We're, we're Ronnie, Ronnie Hextall. We're doing a Flyers black hole right now. Ronnie Jeez. Hextall's got his fingerprints all over this team. I think that's when <laughs> Hextall knew that he was out. He was just, By the like, way, just, yeah. just for fun, like... Pierre, I don't know. If I had to listen to the NBC broadcast on Tuesday. Honest to God, Pierre was talking about Mark Friedman like he was Bobby Orr. I had yeah. never yep. seen anything. Was oh, he? my God. I need some quotes. What was he saying? I, he's like, he's like, yeah, Ronnie Hextall, see, please pluck this guy from, from God himself. He comes down in the ice, and he's just unbelievable <laughs> right-handed defenseman. Commodity, only 23. I think he really – he can make something of himself here in Pittsburgh. We've seen that a lot with guys. Isn't he 26? I don't know. But, yeah, he, uh, he was – he's like 24, 25. Pierre was very into Mark Friedman. You know Pierre, though. He knows everybody's – like, 
grandmother's grandfather and what problems. Because everyone's yeah. street address from when they grew up, and it's probably illegal as to how he obtained that information. He just doxes people live on <laughs> He does. Yeah. He kind of does. His, gra- his grandmother shops at this grocery store at 4 o'clock every Saturday. It's like, oh, what? Yeah. No, that's a kind of um, beer but, but we'll see. Anything else? One one more game. One more game this weekend against more. the Pens, and then who? Capitals on Sunday, right? <sighs> yeah. That's a tough – what a tough Brutal stretch. Six Three in a row nine. against the Pens on the road, and then Caps. Is it at home, or is it in, like, in Washington? A Caps is at home, right? Because they should have fans back in the, the arena Ooh, for that one. Yeah. I was going to mention that for the Pens. They have all their founder fans in the building. Yeah. The ones they're that maskless were fans. fans. <laughs> The, were they maskless? Yeah, the, didn't you see that? The Penguins account photoshopped masks on like five five uh, fans in the original from the original Jesus. picture. <laughs> I'm going out there this weekend. I can't so wait. Fingers crossed. Pray for me, boys. Yeah. Double I'm mask. Like, double mask up I on. Will. Yeah. Double, double mask, mask Joe. Yes. All right. Anything else, boys, before we end it? No, I think uh I think we we went every which way in this. Yeah, episode. this was yeah, this will be a we're all over, we were all over the place. Tonight. This this is one where I just I lop off the beginning, I lop off the end, and I just post <laughs> it. it. Hey, you know what? If anything, it, there's going to be some press on this because apparently my Nolan Patrick hatred is is too strong. So someone's gonna that's going to be the I'm going to yeah. clip that off. That's going to be our clip for Twitter. I haven't done one of those in a bit, Listen, so we need to. We need I'm, to it's a result oriented business. I need results, Patty and <laughs> Joe. Joe's, what are you going to get, a fifth-round pick for it? <laughs> what, are you crazy? Like, that there back and forth. That was priceless. You can clip that. That'll, that'd be oh, good boy. clickbait. Literally clickbait. So, yeah. All right, everybody. Yeah. Just see how we're doing after a big win, and it's just Mike and Joe <laughs> yelling at each other about Patrick for a I fifth. need results. Show me the oh, money. Man. Jerry Maguire. Come on, Pat. <laughs> I, need to see, uh, I need to see some goals, buddy. I needed you to shoot the goddamn puck. But um, I hope everybody has a great week. Uh, I may or may not be on the pod. It's all going to depend on timing for uh, for Monday's episode. So fingers crossed we were able to figure it out. Uh, but for Matt, for Mike, for myself, have a great weekend, Philadelphia.